You are now listening to the Hunter's Advantage Podcast. We preserve the history and sport of hunting through curious conversation and action-packed hunts, as well as offering you tips and strategy for more successful hunts. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Hunter's Advantage Podcast. Today... You have to listen to at Christian Babcock and at Jake Gaylord. So if you're not interested in that, go listen to Wired to Hunt or something like that. I don't know. But today we are talking about public land camping setup. And we have, this has basically been from our personal experiences. And there is a lot of trial and error. And what I mean by that is, what should you bring during the summer, the fall, and maybe even late season? And today we're going to dive into what that looked like for us throughout the years. And just like you guys that are listening, this is for the budget-minded hunter. Yes. We don't have we don't have deep pockets. So everything that we're going to talk about today is going to be with the budget in mind, which I feel like is we have to say that. That's a key element to this. We're in this Biden economy, so, you know. Anymore, all they're doing is walking around with scissors, just snipping hole in your pockets. So that's right. You know, gas is expensive enough. We need to we need to be a, economical on the public land hunting setup or the camping setup. So diving right into it, uh, you want to start with summer, our summer scouting setup. What we do in the summer, man, this is a tough one because in the summer, I don't know where you guys live, but where we hunt and where well yeah where we hunt so i guess it'd be like kansas oklahoma basically just the south um and i guess that's the midwest too but it is hotter than tots in the the summer i'm not i'm not claiming oklahoma midwest kansas oh yeah yeah kansas i think would be the line for like midwest to the south yeah yeah so this is the south it's dude on a bad summer it can be 106 and on a very mild summer it's still 95 (laughs) that's a great way of putting it and the humidity dear god so it's terrible just put it out there it's not yeah yeah literally it's it's syrup it's not it's not that dry heat right like like you'd probably get in like florida or something like that where it could be 107 and it feels like it's 82 here it can be like 102 and it feels like the heat index is like 116 you walk outside like no joke i work outside i will get off work, come home, take a shower, be all nice and clean. Oh, damn, I forgot my charger out of my truck. I walk out to my truck maybe 15 yards, and by the time I reach the front door, I'm sweating. It's It's pretty bad. So to wrap that around to summer hunting, our setup most of the time is in a Ford F-150. You got you checked my engine idle hours the other day. What were they? Oh shoot! So <laughs> they're a lot. It's a lot. I've done some real damage to that truck so, just sitting there. I looked, and the engine idle hours was like because it's a fairly new truck. How many miles does your your truck have? One hundred twenty-five. One hundred twenty-five. Okay. Okay. So this is a, it. Would, it would have to be yours, right? So I think your idle hours was like in the five hundreds, and then your regular hours like like your driving hours or whatever it was like eight eight hundred and something mm, that's awesome so 
if if that if that puts anything into perspective. So what we do is, or the way we did it was Christian's truck was a sleeping truck, and this is before we had like we advanced our setup. Right, we'll get into that later. But we slept in Christian's truck because it had a little bit more room, and then we used my truck to scout. Not a good trade off for me, but it it is what it is. You know, so your truck. Maybe you can tell them a little bit about it. It will like idle at a lower RPM. Uh, yeah. So yeah. that's why we use yours. Well, we when we first started in 2020, we bought a, a Davis wall tent, canvas wall tent, super thick. Um, and we were excited to use it. We're like, man, we could probably use it in the summer too. We tried it once. We set it up. And what sucks is you get in there and it almost feels like it, like you say it holds in the heat in the winter. It holds in the heat in the summer too. Yeah. It's like a little oven. And so we got in there and tried to sleep. I remember it was like half a night one night. I tried to sleep in our wall tent. It's a <laughs> 16 by 20. Yeah. Isn't yeah it? I think so. What was it? Like 3 a.m. I was like, dude, I can't do this anymore. It feels like I'm in a sauna. Yeah. So I think, granted, we, we bought ours off Facebook Marketplace because we were, like I said, we we're rolling on a budget, right? Yep. If we were to order one, it would have been the uh, a-frame one which we thought ours was the a-frame going into it but it, what are you going to do when uh when you really don't know much about wall tents and then someone's selling a wall tent and they just give you a big box and and, and you're like is everything in this yeah they're like yep and you don't know anything about it to tell whether or not everything's in there or not and for us everything was in there yes correct everything was in there but the picture they posted on their at their ad it was definitely a an, an an a-frame and the one we got was the traditional one so it had like the poles holding it up in the middle and the poles holding it up on the outside and stuff like that mm-hmm. so that that was the first big like hiccup but are we wanting to dive into that right now or we want no, to continue we, on with her no i was just saying i was just prefacing that we did have a wall tent and we you probably could sleep in like a mesh top tent in the summer it's just like but when you're sleeping outside, even at night, it ends up being in the 80s. It seems like maybe high 70s. And so you can't keep a, a piece of cloth on you. And it just, it feels like you're in an oven. You're just baking the entire night. So what well, we did. Well, that's what I was going to say is we found it on Facebook Marketplace. And if we were to, to, to do it, we would do the A-frame and probably have windows. Because even if it was a like like a rather cool night or like a... A night that that we could stand not sleeping in the AC, then it would just make it ten times worse because there's no airflow and it has the flaps on the end. But again, it's big, and if you don't think beforehand about setting it up, uh, like to face it towards the wind, and if you're in a mountainous area, the wind swirls, right? So like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's like it's not like you can set up a tent. We'll be like, okay, we're gonna face the door out of the south because that's where the wind's blowing. No, because five minutes later, it's going to be blowing out of the east. And so it's just like, you don't get that draft. And if we would have had a draft in there, I think it would have been fine. But yeah, absolutely. Continue. So we we usually in the summer, and I, I hate to, I don't know, it's kind of embarrassing to admit that you let your truck idle all night, but you know what? I do. And because my AC unit works, it, it works is, good. <laughs> I mean, okay, so... It works overtime. <laughs> so I got to tell a story real quick because right. th- this is the first time that I genuinely cracked up. We've probably met. 
in uh, in this piece of public in Oklahoma because you you had to drive a significant ways up there, and you you drive in the middle of the day from Texas to Oklahoma, and in the middle of summer, like we said before, it gets super super hot. And one week, and this is before you were able to work from home, so this is pre COVID, and you had to drive yeah. to work every day. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> you were telling me one one week you're like, yeah, dude, my AC hasn't worked all week. He said, I drove to work and it just is it, it's not blowing cold air. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm about to say. <laughs> and uh, sucker was hot. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, well, that sucks because your truck's like a what a seventeen eighteen. A seventeen. Yep. Yeah, and uh, and I was like, man, you're probably gonna have that new Freon. Because for just like everything does in this world, they make it where the simple man can't work on things anymore, right? So instead of having Freon where you can buy it at Walmart and you can put it in yourself, they made it some new type of Freon because it's supposed to be better and it's more combustible. So the basically they can't sell it at Walmart. And I was like, man, this is going to suck for you because if you have a leak in your AC uh, compressor or something like that, then A, you might have to replace like a line or something or maybe the whole AC condenser. And then B... You're going to have to get that sucker recharged if it's completely out. And the way it was feeling when you first turned it on, uh, it looked, I mean, it felt like no Freon was in it. It was just blowing in the, the air from the outside, which it was. Hot air. And, uh, and I was like, man, I recharged, you know, one the other day and it cost me like 400 bucks or something like that, 450. <laughs> and I was sitting there looking at it. And while, while it was blowing the hot air in our face, I noticed that he didn't press the AC button on there. Didn't even know there was an AC button. And I was like, this is why we pressed it and immediately blew cool air. And I was like, how long has it been like this? He was like, dude, I've been driving it all week. And so <laughs> it was <laughs> he hot. drove it multiple, multiple hours in 90 and possibly 100 degree heat, <laughs> blowing just the outside air in. <laughs> I should have been doing P90X when I was <laughs> driving around. I would have lost some weight. Oh, that cracked me up. I just thought I should share it. I figured out there was an AC button pretty quick on that thing. <laughs> yeah. So my AC, when it is working, when you do press the AC button. Oh, it's golden. It does absolute work. But just to give you paint a better picture of how we sleep in this thing, there's usually three of us, me, Jake, and Pate. I usually sleep in the back. It has it has like fold-down seats. Granted, it's only like, I have a 17, uh, 2017 F-150, so... It has the seats that fold up in the back and it's a pretty big, I would say it's one of the bigger cab trucks, um, at least in a, you know, a 1500 or a 150 model. So I'll sleep in the back sometimes either on the chair or on the back seats or I'll flip it up and kind of just lay it flat back there. Your back seat's big. It's big. So (laughs) we, I usually do that. Peyton, Peyton and Jake usually sleep in the front seats. Jake taking the driver's seat Uh. and, what you get that backwards? I don't take driver seat. Driver seat sucks. We all the videos I have from our scouting trips. You're in the we flip flop. We flip flop. Yes, but okay. yeah, most of the time I am taking driver seat. I was gonna say that is um, the worst seat in the house, though. It is the worst. It is the worst. Yeah, because you can't put your feet up on the dash. And so when I say I'm sorry to interrupt you, but when I say it was the worst night's sleep I've probably had in a minute, that's it's like a severe like first world problem or whatever third world whatever you want to call us first world. <laughs> Yes. Uh, when we were sleeping, now great. Now, granted, you get great AC access. Okay. You do because it's you, privileged. you like to sleep in like a 90 degree room. And I noticed that when we were turkey hunting because 
the sun was beating right on me and it was like 85 degrees out and we were taking like a midday nap again in your truck and it was like a constant battle like i was sitting over there sweating and then you're like i don't like it super cold when i sleep <laughs> i do like it but that's and weird so, because at home i do like it super cold. yeah but i remember on this turkey hunt i'm sorry to go off subject but on this turkey hunt i would like be sweating and you'd be over there snoozing and as soon as i knew you were asleep i would flick the ac like to like max cold and then i would finally get cooled down enough where i started falling asleep and then i would wake up i don't know how long later drenched in sweat and seeing it's like turned to heat yeah it's freaking 85 degrees and we have the heater on this ain't how it's supposed to work it is what it is yeah but yeah you get great ac access up in front but uh the thing is you can't put your feet on the on the dash and so i would fall asleep for probably 45 minutes to an hour on like my left leg like my left hip and then when i woke up it was like i'm an amputee (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like it was dead and i i got a little bit scared one time because like i literally opened the door and like, like I was panicking at this moment. because so I was like, my leg's gone. Like if I look down and, and if I rip off the, like this blanket, it's going to be like black and dead. Because <laughs> when I say I was like trying to move it, couldn't move it. And usually, you know, like, like you can like clench your ass or something like that. And like, you, you can feel <laughs> it. Make- my right cheek was working. My left cheek was not. And, and I was like, my whole leg's gone. I tried to get out. And w- when I say I thought I broke my leg. Like on how I like stepped out because you're in the driver's seat. You step out with your left leg first, unless you're a weirdo. I stepped out and I seen my like leg, like buckle and almost like bow legged. And I was like, I can't even feel it. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but yeah, that's the only downfall. My favorite is when you wake up and um, either a leg or an arm is numb and you try to pick it up and it just swings like, like nothing's holding it there. It's like, it just swings around your, <laughs> I, and you have to grab it at like the elbow and you're, and you like pick it up and it's just like dangling. You're like, <laughs> so do you ever do that at your house though? Not very often. Like I'll sleep on my shoulder or something. And then there was, <laughs> there was one point when like me and Abby first like get together and I was sleeping on my, on my stomach. And for some reason, both my arm, Oh, it's because I had them like above my head, like in the pillow or something. Both my arms were completely numb and I had like, wake, <laughs> but I had to wake <laughs> Both of them. For some odd reason, I have no earthly idea why, but both of them were like completely numb and I couldn't move, like move, like roll or anything. Cause I was like, if I roll, I'm snapping like an elbow or something for sure. For sure. And I, I literally like was like talking. I was like, Abby, Abby, she's probably gonna come in thinking of me on that or something like that. But, uh, and, and like long story short, I had to like roll over on my arm and I was like, I swear to God, I probably snapped my wrist just now on, on how I rolled. And yeah, I literally thought I like snapped my wrist because I was like, I, I, I rolled on it like this. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't move it. I couldn't have the other hand to move my wrist out of the way. So I was like, I have to get up or else I'm going to lose my, le- my arms. It happens a lot in the truck when we're hunting. Yes. And this isn't even for like actual hunting. We've done it for hunting, but this is for scouting in the summer. That's how crazy we were about like trying to paid shoot off, a big buck. Baby. It is paid off dividends, but I, I don't know many people that would be willing to sleep in a 45 degree angle position in the chair. Cause you can't lay flat in the chair. It's not the new pickups where you can lay completely flat. Like you were sleeping like at this angle, you can never get that true leg extension either. Like your legs are like condensed a little bit. And 
that's what we did. Like we just trucked it. And the thing is, I plan on doing it again. I plan on trucking it again on the 20th. Yes. On the 20th. Yeah. So that's what we do in the summer. I mean, granted you could get a hotel room, right? But the thing is we're like in previous years, we've had to pinch pennies together just to get down there. So it's like, I ain't, we ain't getting a hotel room. There's no way. Yeah. Even if you split it three ways, it's like, man, that's still 15 bucks. I could have put it in my tank a night. Yeah. Yeah. A night. So we've done the trucking it route. I think as an individual would be a lot easier. Like if you're just one person, you could oh, just lay in the back. The way of, I'd go. Yeah. Um, I have no problem sleeping in the truck. Lauren's parent, like family always like thinks there's something wrong with me. And I'm like, no, I slept in my truck. And they're like, how do you sleep in like your truck? I'm like, listen, I've slept more in this truck than I have some houses I lived in growing up. Like <laughs> I've slept in that truck. Probably how many things you, how many times do you think I've slept in it? I bet 20 plus. Easily. Oh, over, over 20 three plus easily, easily, easily. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got to think we did that in summer. And then the whole first year on that public piece, that's just the way we rolled. We didn't have a tent. We didn't. We just, we just slept in the truck. We slept in the truck to hunt the very first year. We were like serious about it. Like, and it was every single weekend. So yeah, it was, it was way over 20 times. I bet I've done it 20 times in a season then. Dude, imagine going back to the way it was when we literally had one truck sleep in, just like we explained how our summer scouting was. But imagine having all your hunting gear too. So you have your bows. And so you had to flip flop those every single day. And so like, the one that you're not sleeping in, you had to put all that in, in the in the truck you're going, and then to get all your bags, like your hunting gear out, so it won't get like dude on or anything like that. You had to throw everything in the other truck, including your bow, and then you had, we had to flip flop that, and like you just didn't have a place to like call home, right? And for an extended time, that is awful. I think a tip I would give people if you're going to do this by yourself would be get you some either game winner. I think I have Magellan like waterproof bags to put your clothes in. And throw those in your, you can throw them in your uh, bed and make sure they're zipped. And so that way you're going to pull your clothes out. What rain or shine, you're going to pull out a dry set of clothes and you could put your hunting boots in there too. That'd your, be a good, that'd be a good Your tip. bags are nice. I need me. Well, they're only clothes. $50 a piece. You know, those, the same Sitka bag, actually the smaller version of that in Sitka is $200. I found those Magellans and granted they're cheaply made um, and the zippers break. But the thing is, is I just, I don't need, I'm not wearing it they're for waterproof. style. I'm wearing it for function. So that's, most of the time they're not going to get beat up too bad. Like if you take relatively good care of them, then they'll probably last. I mean, they're, they're in my garage. All my hunting clothes sit in my garage. It's 95 degrees in there right now, but they're all in those <laughs> bags. I hope they all still work when I pull them out, but we've slept in the truck many a times. And it's honestly, the thing is, I know if you have kids and stuff, it's different, but if it's just you and a buddy or you and a couple buddies, why not bum it? You're going back to a nice bed at home on Sunday or the it's next temporary. week. It's, it's temporary. temporary. It's all temporary. And if you want to, I think a lot of people could use that. Oh, I don't have a place to stay or, Oh, I, you know, there's not a hotel close. Like you can create a laundry list of excuses on why you can't go scout or why you can't go hunt. But if you want to just. Yeah. And so I think it was 2020 as well. Uh, Opening weekend, you had a wedding. You had Jake Procrol's wedding. Yep. I went down there and slept in my truck. And, of course, like you said, pinched pennies. I was like, I'm not leaving my truck running. A, because I was kind of in, in like a sketchy area, I thought. And there was like some people, you know, maybe a few hundred yards down camping as well. But I was like, I don't want anyone to know I'm here. I'm the only one here. And granted, don't get me wrong, I had... 
I was sleeping in my back seat and had my like my pistol right on the floorboard, like ready to go. Well, I did, but what I did was I cracked the window instead of leaving my truck running because it was it's October first, like through the, like the third or whatever. It was relatively hot. Yeah, and it's so very hot. what I did was I uh, opened my back glass completely, and then I cracked my window that way, kind of get a little bit of circulation in there, and I was just fine. You were okay in that situation. I thought it was more comfortable than, sit- than sleeping in the in the front seat, definitely. But that's the only thing I don't like is like that's my only fear sleeping in a truck is like yeah, I feel like more people would like maybe more people wouldn't, but like you have that fear that you're not as safe. I think but, you're more safe. Yeah, yeah, because like if you're on public or whatever, most of the time, and it's, if it's hunting season, most of the time we all have a common goal. Most bow hunters we've met down there or, or rival hunters, whatever. Most hunters we met down there are pretty nice. Good people. So you, you usually won't have a problem with that. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think so I, I feel more safe in the truck. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, oh. uh, plus like if you get like, like a super cheap motel, you don't know what's on that because me, I have a problem with hotels. I don't know what it is. It's like the heebie-jeebies. Right? I don't like leaving my stuff in the truck either. Well, it's that, but it's, I don't know what's on that bed. I don't know who slept on that bed. I don't know if they changed the sheets. It's, it's stuff don't like that. Don't bring a black like, light. Yeah, that's the thing. If I, if I was to take a black light out and run it through the walls, kind of like in uh, Boise City, whenever, whenever we stayed in that like trash motel that the- Every the wall ba- was a different color. And, and the bathroom door hit the get the, the second bed that was in there, like it wouldn't <laughs> even open all the way. And then if you pushed it open the other way, which somehow it did, uh, if you pushed it in towards it, the floor the, the floor was like warped where the bathroom door wouldn't like open all the way. It'd get stuck on the floor. And so you'd have to sit there and like shove it to, to like get it open and shut. Yeah, they definitely don't change the sheets there. No way. So it's just like, mm, I'd rather sleep in my truck if that's the case. Another thing about trucks, they have a... Uh, ice coolers now that are double as air conditioners. Um, they're like two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. they have like an actual condenser unit on the. Um, it works as like a regular cooler, and then the AC just blows cold out of it on a battery, like a big battery, and it'll blow like all night. So that's another option for people if you don't want to run your truck idle. That's a good option. So, what would be the three things you bring to make it more comfortable sleeping in a truck? Hmm. Three things. Pillow. Three things. Okay. Better bring a pillow. Um, I have a blanket that always stays in my truck. It's like a outdoor blanket. It's an Eno blanket. It zips up into like a something you can throw over your shoulder. That. Um, and then you better bring a ironclad will because it's not that great to sleep in the truck. That's really the two items are a pillow and a blanket. I mean, that's. To me, that's pretty simple. I wanted you to tell the story about the late the lady in Boise City when you checked into the hotel. Oh God! <laughs> All right, we were out there antelope hunting. For yeah, that I think know. this needs going on on uh, TikTok, so I'm, I will uh, use my words wisely. Christian and I were out in Boise City, Oklahoma, pronghorn hunting. It's like 15 miles from New Mexico. Yeah, it's like in the Panhandle. Uh, that's like it might be the only county where you can no it ain't the only kind there's a handful of counties counties where you can uh legally hunt pronghorn in oklahoma 
And that was like the central of it all. That's where most of the prong corner was in Oklahoma was in the panhandle. That's where we're Boise City, Oklahoma. I don't care if you all know that because chances of our, us going back like a landowner permit or whatever, it's London. Pretty low. Yeah. So we were down there and Christian made the reservations on for this little hole in the wall motel room. And there was only two motel rooms and we picked the best one out of out of all of them. But still the best one was like maybe forty five bucks a night. It was cheap. If that, and so that you could tell they always had vacancy. Always, I get down there. So I don't know if I, I if I was driving from Stillwater or you were back home. I was okay. So it was a pretty good haul for me. I I, I was thinking. So what five six hours maybe from Stillwater? I think it's less than that. That's like four it might hours. Have been. But I left super late. I was getting down there at like twelve one o'clock in the morning, and Christian's like, hey. I made the reservations. It's already paid for this, that, and the other. Uh, you're going to beat beat me there. Just go get the motel key or whatever, and I'll see you like an hour after you get there. Okay, cool. I show up there, and I walk into this like dingy room, and that's supposed to be the front office. And when I, I, I'm trying to paint a picture of, imagine a movie of, let's say like, a movie about like like a drug dealer walking into this like old abandoned motel. No country that, for old men. Yeah, yeah. That pretty much. That the person walks in, and it's like, hey, I need a room key, and it's like some like grumpy old person that just like turns, it's like, mm, and just like like super sketchy. That's what it was. I made a res or uh, my buddy made a reservation. This is his name. Yada yada yada, and she's like, okay. Taps on the computer a little bit. She's like, I don't see it. And I was like, are you sure? I was like, he said, you know, you know, this is the confirmation number, all this stuff, types it in. It's not on here. And so I'm like, okay, well, it has to be a misunderstanding or something like that. So I was in that, I guess, lobby, you would call it, right in front of this lady. And uh, she was like super passive aggressive. So I called Christian and I was like, hey, they're saying you don't have a, uh, a reservation. And Christian was like, well, they're wrong. I forget what you said. And, uh, and I, I was like, yeah, they looked it up on the computer and we don't have a reservation. And he was like, <laughs> I, I forget how you, how you said it, but, but you said something about has the, has the horse and buggy not brought Wi-Fi out there yet the or, internet. or yeah, or, or something like that. And my phone wasn't on speaker, but it, again, it was one o'clock in the morning. It was pitch silent and my phone's pretty loud. And she obviously heard him say that. And she was just like looking at me the whole time, and like I, I was sitting there, like looking away, like talking on the phone, like act like I like I didn't see or anything like that. And uh, and I was like, yeah, you know, just immediately try to shut down that conversation. And then like two seconds later, she was like, oh, here it is. It wasn't on the computer. We just written it down right here. You know, here's your key. And I was like, okay. And then thank you. Yeah, I leave, and I was like, man, we're. We're going to get like some extra charges or something put on that card. I don't know. Get the truck keyed. Yeah. But that, that was pretty funny. He was like, has a horse and buggy not brought internet out there or what? And she obviously heard that. And I was like, wow. I didn't know you were on the, I didn't know you were right next to her. Oh yeah. Well, we're trying to get it figured out. So it wasn't a very big room. It was like a walk-in closet. I didn't read the room, I guess, virtually. (laughs) I didn't know what was going on. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. So my advice would just honestly save money, save headache, steer away from hotels unless it's like 
you feel very, very, very uncomfortable. If your wife wants you to like quit hunting because you're spending too much money, which is a common, common occurrence, cut down some of the costs. Sleep in the truck, baby. Mm-hmm. Have, you want to kill one or not? We're not on a vacation. We're here to kill deer. So that was 2020 season, correct? Yes. And then the following season, we got the canvas wall tent. Yeah, we got the wall tent. I think, what was it, like 2500 bucks for the stuff we got for 1300 I think. No, it, had been used it was one. like it was like fourteen hundred, wasn't it? Okay, wasn't it like seven hundred piece, seven fifty piece? Something it was like fifteen hundred. That. That's what it was. It was fifteen hundred. It was a it was a pretty good deal for the wall tent, I think. They had used it one time in a wedding, so we already told you guys we're not going to use the wall tent in the summer. We're not going to use it in early season. It's just way too hot. But for when it gets chilly, the wall tent is a is a beast. Now ours is really hard to set up, but once you get it set up. I say the biggest difference the wall, the wall tent makes is the wind is just gone. You know that wind that cuts through you like a knife when you're in like a mesh tent that comes down on you. It does not do that in the wall tent because we stayed in a mesh tent the week in November, twenty twenty, and it it was fine when we ran the heater. Yeah, we, Carol Carol had a cot. I slept on like a backcountry like mountain pad that you just blow up and it like little low sleeping pad and then a sleeping bag and then you had your mattress and it fit yeah. it fit but that's all it did is, is it fit there there was no like really comfortability we were sleeping six inches from each other maybe <laughs> and then mm-hmm. and then how carol is his uh his bowels aren't the greatest aren't the strongest so yeah. he he was stepping over people trying trying to get to the door and all that stuff so yeah, so we, we knew we needed more room, mainly to get all the stuff. A big thing about hunting for like a, an extended period of time is you want to have access to your stuff. And if you don't have all your stuff laid out, it's hard to get to things because you're ripping somebody's bag out of the back of the truck to get to your stuff. And then you want to grab your bow out of the case and you got to move two bags out. Well, that's kind of probably, that's honestly probably how your bowstring got a little cut up too. Think so? Well, no, we had the wall tent then, didn't we? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, could damage so your stuff. We needed we needed more more room and we wanted to get something that would cut through the wind or stop also, the wind. Yeah. Also, another big push was uh there's another group that that we see down there quite a bit, <clears throat> Cooper and them. What's their YouTube channel? Public Land Pretenders. Public Land Pretenders. Yeah, y'all need to go check those out. They got some pretty good videos. Uh, not, not as great as ours though. So be sure you sub to ours first and then you can sub to theirs. Anyways. Yeah. They come in like a, like a nice A-frame Davis wall tent. And that week in November in 2020, we were three people were in like, like a little two man tent. And so them being all comfortable, gung ho, ready to go the next morning. And we're all like straight, like army crawling out of this tent trying to act like we, one of us needs a chiropractor <laughs> yeah. they were getting up like they were staying at home when they were coming out yeah. of their canvas like they're drinking coffee making breakfast i'm like what, what are they so happy about eating an omelet just just walking out in the morning ah yeah and we're like uh, hey toss me a bang <laughs> yeah exactly we wanted to be like them yes basically we got our wall tent and we really started using it, and we did use it in early season in 2021 just because we had a lot of people, and it was bearable. I'd say I got me a little uh, AAA battery-powered fan and hung it on one of the support beams in the wall tent. It lasted about two hours, but enough to get you asleep. 
That's not have been lithium. No, they were not lithium. But the wall tent was a really good decision for those extended period of time hunts. It keeps you warm. The one that we bought was has a wood stove with it, and it did not have legs when we first got the wood stove. Jake had to weld some legs. It's fine. But a little problem. And again, we're going to talk about our, fa- our failures. I know how to weld, right? But in this instance... That's generous. I was trying... Yeah, yeah, it is very generous. Uh, You've welded. I've welded, yes. I do a lot a lot more grinding just to make it look pretty. But uh, we're... Me, I like to do everything last minute, right? So as I'm loading up everything to go down there for our week-long trip, I'm like, I still haven't welded on these legs. And so I like roll the welder out real quick, and I'm sitting there welding on it. I'm like, this, like... I'm messing with the settings. I'm like, I'm getting it too hot, you know, or, or I'm not getting hot enough. And it's just like burning through where else it's not. And I weld it and it looks like absolute hammered dog. It looks like Helen Keller welded this stuff. <laughs> and dude, and I was kind of like wobbling. And I was like, as much as I welded on this thing, it should be like, should be solid as a rock. And it lasts and all that stuff. But the whole time everybody's trying to throw wood in and stuff. I'm like, Oh, don't put too much. You know, my collapse, you know, that's what I'm thinking in my head. I get to thinking, I'm like, how come, you know, how come that looks so shoddy? I've got to turn the gas on. And so that's why, that's why I was like, well, shoot. So, the, I mean, the, the legs are still on. They're still like that. But before the next season, I'll probably do that. Like, I don't know, October 31st and fix them. We're going down the 29th. So, Yes. 28th. I'll bring the welder. Let's talk about, uh, <laughs> let's talk about the different methods we've tried out sleeping in the wall tent between we've tried air mattress. We've mm-hmm. tried the cot and we've tried sleeping pads. Tom tried, Tom slept like the undertaker on a sleeping pad. <laughs> you got to tell that. <laughs> so we like to, we like to all try different methods of sleeping and just cause when you're down there, you need good sleep. It can change the whole trajectory of the trip and it changes mo- most of all, it changes your attitude and you need Absolutely. to have a good attitude to go and be successful because you need to fight through some, uh, some issues to end up ultimately be successful. Well, um, we brought, I, I brought an air mattress. Jake brought an air mattress. Hunter brought a cot. Peyton brought a cot. Jake Schumann brought a cot. Um, our buddy Tom, we invited down to hunt with us. He brought nothing. And it's not because he didn't have it. He just said, no, I prefer. Did he bring sleep. a blanket? No. <laughs> we had. This, actually, this is in November, so it's a little nippy sometimes. No, this was in October when we were there with Tom. I was opening weekend. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. I thought that was the right case for some reason. Yeah. So Tom, we're like, dude, you, you need a pillow? You need a blanket? And he's like, no, I'm good. I'm like, we have extra pillows. You know, we got like, I told you, you got the Eno blanket. He's like, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm all right. Okay, dude. How you you gonna hello? Sleep? I got an extra. <laughs> he had this pad, like the little blow up pad you use in the backcountry, literally like a quarter inch thick, maybe a half inch thick. Mm-hmm. He lays on his back, no pillow, no blanket, crosses his arms like the Undertaker, and just uh, and just he lays down on it. I wake up the next morning. I'm like Tom. I'm like Tom. Get up. We gotta go. Tom just like this. <laughs> and he rises and i was like dude you just look like the undertaker when he got out of his coffin and he was like no nah, man I'm, I'm good i got a good rest and i'm like dude tom you have a skill and it is sleeping anyway. i'm sure his back is very very straight 
after doing that. It's probably mm-hmm. good for you, to be honest. But yeah, he's a beast, though. We do not do that. We have tried the cot. We have tried the blow-up mattress. And t- tell them why we like the cot the best, Jake. What do you like about the cot? Because so I, I was a big blow-up mattress guy for like the first two years. Yeah, but 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 that's my thing. That's the reason I didn't go with the cot. Because I was like, man, I don't want to spend. Because I, I looked on there. You, you type in cot, like like camping cot or something. First one's going to pull up. It's like $150 Cabela's one. And you're just like, I'm not going to spend 150 bucks when I have a an air mattress already. But what happens is the colder it gets, just like everything, you know, you had like you go through summer driving your vehicle, and then when winter hits, you hop in it one day and your tire lights on. You're like, well, I got a flat. Not really. Just super cold. Air deflates out of your tires a little bit, correct? That's the same way with the air mattress. So you go to sleep fully aired up, and then you wake up through the night <laughs> and you're laying on the ground. I've got a story to tell about Justin and the air mattress. Have I heard when this we, one? When we went to Nebraska, we went to Nebraska the first week in December to mule deer hunt with a muzzle loader. We got down there and it was like in the 20, maybe in the teens. And there was a 60 mile an hour wind. I think the real feel was like negative five or zero somewhere in there. Justin got his air mattress wild up. And if, and if anyone knows my uncle Justin, He's so hairy, he looks like a Sasquatch. <laughs> like, he's extremely hairy. Just every crevice is hairy. His back, he takes it off. He looks like a rug. Couldn't imagine like, his butt. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's laying on this air mattress in Nebraska, and when he inflates it, he's like, you know, when you, you know when you sit down, you've been tired all day, you sit down on something, and you're like, oh, I'm about to, you know, I'm about to sleep on this thing. I was like, all right, man. Uh, I don't think it's going to work in the cold. He's like, oh, no, it's going to be all right. Well, we forgot the uh, the heater, the stove, the wood stove. So we were using a propane burner to keep us warm in there. Well, it wasn't enough. It was not enough. And Justin, I woke up in the middle of the night. If this is the bed, flat, and Justin's head's on this side, the bed looked like this. His head is in the grass on the ground. And... He, his feet, I swear to God, are two to three feet above his head. And he's like, he's like on the ground. And when he woke up in the morning, he was like, what the hell? <laughs> he was on the ground. He's like, ow. He said, I almost got a concussion. <laughs> so that's the thing is Jordan and Justin or uh, Jordan and Jared. Um, they came in there to look at Justin because I was like, you guys have to come in here and look at this. <laughs> And they shine the flashlight on him. Dude, as soon as they saw him on the ground like that, they were like, <laughs> they started dying. That That's a good reason not to use an air mattress. There's I would that. not recommend it. Plus, uh, I guess it'd be a pro to the cot, but it would be a super negative thing for an air mattress. was when last year on our little rotation on public, uh, it rained cats and dogs like a few days yeah and so our wall tent it doesn't have like like a sewn-in floor and so if you're and we were kind of like on a hillside ish so like all the water was draining down into where we were camping which is fine but and we we even laid a tarp down like like underneath to uh to to try to keep us like all of our stuff dry and, and all that stuff but it was raining so bad and the water was like 
like all the runoff was pushing so hard on the tent that the water started going over the, the tarp sometimes. And if I was on an air mattress, my, my blanket and everything would have been soaked. And luckily we had the cot where I had the cot and I guess everybody had a cot at that point. And it still sucked. Like you couldn't walk around without getting your socks wet, but it worked. I will say the cot is a little more rigid. Like you don't get as much give into the mat. Like the air mattress you get in it, it gives a little bit, right? A little forms to your body. The cot is stiff. Like you just kind of, it's kind of like running into a brick wall, but the sacrifice of the comfort for just the stable experience you get of a cot is definitely worth it. Another thing to consider on a cot, um, you can sit on a cot and get ready and get dressed. You can't sit on an air mattress because they sit so low. They are on the ground. It's, it's like having another chair in the tent. So it's a place to get ready. Um, it's just, it's basically, it's, it's nice to have that in the, in the tent. Cause you can get ready in there. You don't got to get out in the cold to get ready. And it's just consistent. It's, you realize after a lot of nights of sleeping, you like to be off the ground too. I don't, I woke up in the middle of the night with things crawling on me. Oh, and, dude, those, those granddaddy long legs. Yeah. Everywhere. Many a times, many a times. And it seems like with a cot, you know, there's only four legs for them to come up and get on you. Whereas, when you're in an air mattress, it's like, well, come have a party on me. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Plus, okay, so going back to the wall tent, that's that's another big thing about having the wall tent compared to either the truck or just a regular tent if you're sharing it with some people. So if you have like a two or three man tent, you're sharing it with two or three guys, no gear is being left in the tent because there's no room. So it's, it can either be just right outside or it, you can throw it in your truck. And if it's cold, like in November or something like like that, that tent might be warm, but but you have to get out to get ready. So again, it sounds like we're being a little sissy, but it, like it, it helps the morale if you're in a wall tent, you got that heater going, which we can hardly ever keep going throughout the night. And but if it does, and if you get it kind of stoked in the morning as you're getting ready, and it kind of heats up everything, you're not getting ready in like the outside wind where it's like. 30, 40 degrees. A hundred percent. Another thing is if you get a big wall tent, like the R 16 by 20, each person has their own individual area to get ready. So you're not digging through each other's stuff, looking for things. You know, I have my corner, you have your corner, and then we have a corner for the stove. And so it's like, it's not like having your own little house, but it is like having your own little room in a big living room, which is and nice. Very, very nice, nice. For, for an extended stay because you can go there and just like chill for a second. Well, you're like, where's my battery charger? If you're looking through everybody's bag, it's like, oh, I might have left it in the truck. It might be in his bag. It might no. I'm like, I'm going to my stuff. It's right here. This mm-hmm. is where my things are. And that's really nice too. The Walton is it's awesome. It sucks to set up. Our stuff sucks to set up because it's traditional and not an A-frame. But um I I think it holds up better in like extreme conditions than the A-frame, though. Yes. Not not hundred percent. But the very first time we set up the traditional, remember like like it was raining. Uh, that night and like the wind was horrible Alan. and and uh the uh there was a person down there that that was like hey y'all y'all better be careful because we're uh, like we possibility of tornado warnings and stuff like that and we're like oh we'll be fine you know us thinking that and it's like if we get too hairy we'll just get in the truck or, or and go somewhere get away from some trees or whatever well it got pretty hairy and this ground wasn't the best right because like it's so rocky, the stakes. That's another thing about traditional versus A-frame. You have to stake in like each individual 
pole that holds up the outside twice. Mm -hmm. So one to like hold the stake up or the, uh, the pole up. And another one has a rope that's putting like back tension on to hold up the frame. Yeah. Yeah. And so two stakes to one pole. And so if it's like rocky ground, it sucks because or or really soft. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, it'll pull, it'll just pull right up because how many stakes did we bend? Just trying, trying to drill it through rocks. Dozens. So yeah, that's just when we used it in the Nebraska sand hills, you would stake it all the way in and you let go of it and go bing like a rubber band, just shoot the stake. We had to tie the thing to trees like 10 times and it's hard to get those canvas wall tents set up in the wind. Like if it's really windy, it's hard because they're basically like a, it's like a giant, um, I'm trying to think of the word. Kite. It's like a kite. Yeah. It just wants to, it doesn't want to take off with the wind, but gosh dang, it catches the wind good. Once you get it set up, it's going to block out the wind, but it's tough getting it set up. It's worth it. I think a canvas wall tent's great. It's not cheap, but I can tell you one thing, split it with your buddies and it is a lot cheaper than a camper. And it's not going to cost you any gas mileage. So it'll fill up, it will fill up the truck bed. It will fill up the truck bed for sure. But would you rather do that or pull something? And so therefore swinging in any gas stations, if you have to drive a significant ways or anything like that, you know, if you don't pull a trailer much, you might not like that. And also that's just, that's just extra tires, especially right now. Tires are pretty expensive as well. So, uh, that's the thing. If you're in pretty rough terrain, you got to worry about instead of four sets of tires for your truck or four sets, four tires for your truck, you got to worry about a whole nother two or possibly even four. So that's one thing. Yeah. So that's our, that's what we do in the summer. That's what we do in the fall. I think in extreme winter conditions, the wall tent would work pretty well for us, but for instance, in Kansas, when there's not there's not a lot of like public camping areas, this is when the hotel becomes a uh, a very real option. Splitting it three ways. Splitting three ways. Nice shower. That that's big. It is big. That is big. What else so, did we cover about our our camping setup? Lots of ice chests, a full ice chest of energy drinks. Yeah. Uh, Everybody's probably wondering about what, how, when, how we cook. How do we cook? How oh, do we yeah. eat down there? So, we have a camp chef. That is true. His name's Justin, and he makes some like great value McDonald's McGriddles. They're better than McDonald's. Calls them McGlassons. McGlassons. <laughs> yeah, so we do that, and then uh, for cooking, let's say Justin's not there. How do we do it before him? How do we some do it our- before versus how we do it now i think i think we need to kind of discuss that so like before we lived on like gas station chips and lunchables water and fritos water and fritos flame so hot cheetos that was like our first year when we went like pretty hard that was like 2020 and then 2021 we did we is that when we made the frozen food and we had heated it up in the in the pot yeah, I think a good if you guys have wives that do like to cook, Lauren likes to cook and she's good at it. So I what I suggested and what Justin has kind of taught me to do is have her, or if you're a good cook yourself, that's fine, make a big portion meal 
something that you can freeze or something that you can just keep cold that you can heat up in camp in like a big pot. So a good one is like chicken and noodles or spaghetti or um, what are some other ones that we do? Just what something Hunter, you can put over. Hunter, um, he brought some sort of pasta. God, that pasta. I remember it. Was it was good. It was dang good. Yeah. But yeah. Stack those up, throw them in ice chest, a whole bunch of ice, keep them cold. And then it's also good because like if obviously you get there at dark and or you sit till dark and then by the time you walk back to the truck, however far that 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 may be and how long it takes you. And then you drive all the way back to your camping ground. And by that time, you're just like, I just want to sit down. I don't even care about eating at this point. And it's just nice to be able to turn on that like propane. Throw on a pot and just heat it up and you're ready to go yeah i think you need to like there's enough stress on trying to get a deer and being away from home and you know sleeping outside to some extent you you get back and you're like man i either want to go shower or i just want to get to eat and go straight in bed and the more like steps that you put in between you and a good meal and sleep the more anxious and annoyed that you're going to get so when you know all i got to do is turn on this burner drop some food in there eat wash out the pot and go to sleep like that's a that's a good plan i think Crack open a bush apple yep take the wash edge it off. down yeah <laughs> yeah we're not big on i mean we're not big on like going and cooking like a five course breakfast justin will sometimes for us and obviously we contribute gro- groceries and stuff but if it was just us protein bars um energy drinks energy drinks snack uh chips uh trail mix gummies rice krispies um i like candy bars like a big just big uh glucose hit a lot of sugar something like hearty a lot of calories so basically just something quick easy and like a snack food yes snack foods but you gotta have those big hearty meals you know the spaghettis the chicken noodles the burgers are an easy one hot dogs are really easy and it's super nice to have something like like warm. You know what I mean? Like warm that's not gas station food. That's not out of a hot box. Yeah. That's nice. Another tip that I would have for people when they're doing this public land um, camping is, I don't know what you're going to say, but I was just going to say stay hydrated. Yeah. It, it's not. Go ahead. Stay hydrated. Drink a lot of water because you're going to give, you're going to put a lot of exertion on your body and you need to be hydrated to perform. I agree. I agree. Uh, so something else to be mindful of and it would make your hunting experience a lot a lot better i feel like uh it's something justin came up with and he and he built the first one so this is this is number one in the making uh as soon as i say it you're you're gonna know i know what you're talking about it's called the royal throne and if you can kind of piece it together how Justin pieced it together was he got probably a two by four and he made four legs and a square holding up that. So basically a little table. Yeah. And then he went to Walmart, got a toilet seat, drilled in the toilet seat on the edges of the square. He called it the Royal throne. And when I say it makes the experiences a lot better because before you're, you're walking like, like 25 yards away from camp. If that, and you're trying to like pull down your pants and like kind of look back and like make sure no one can like really see you. And then you're also worried about like bugs and cause like down there, if it's October, 
those flies are already swarming it before it even leaves. If you know what I mean, before you're it also even, like, trying not to pee on your feet. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You're just like a little bit in my underwear, <laughs> and the, yeah, that's big. And so it makes it more enjoyable because the very first time I used one of those, Justin made it. It was like we were out there. It was like one of the first times we were really, I, at least I was really away from public, and I'm just sitting there releasing my 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 my, uh, my inner struggles. And all of a sudden the coyotes started like, and it it was nighttime, you know, and I was just like looking up at the stars and the big old moon. And I was like, this is, this is nice. This This, is the life. This is probably one of the most relaxing poops I've had. And I'm like, I'm being a hundred percent serious. Like, I think I'd rather do that. Like under the, like just in the moment, I was like, man, this is nice. This is so peaceful. And I was like, yeah, this makes the experience better for sure. Yeah. Maybe, and maybe some good ply toilet paper instead of like rolling it up five times or stealing napkins out of your buddy's uh, glove box. Yeah. I would say our camping setup still has room for improvement. We're still figuring oh, yeah. that that out. But I feel like we figured a significant portion of the puzzle out the last couple of years. And if you can take some of our mistakes and uh, build upon them, you'll probably be way better off. I got one more. Okay. What's your last one? Buy a bow case. Buy a bow case. Buy a bow case. The you know, reason that? I say that is because I still don't have a bow case. I'm telling y'all what to do, and I still don't even have it, but a bow case. And the only reason I say that is because if you hunt on public and you hunt with some people, more than likely, you take one truck, depending on how many people there are. And so things get thrown around back there as you pick people up. And kind of like you, you had your bowstring sliced somehow, some way. Still shot a deer with it, though. And you did. But, like... It keeps all that, uh, keeps all that safe. And so, therefore, when you get back to the truck, open the bouquet, throw it in there, throw it in the back seat, and you know it's fine. You know, next time you open it, it'll be a okay. I agree. You don't want to. There's a lot of sharp things on the the rear portion of your truck back seat. Um, there's a lot of metal back there, and metal on on string is not good. And there's other people throwing their bows in the truck. They have broadheads that are coming out of quivers and stuff. So. Just it's just a good practice, I think, to have a have a good bow case and and bring it, use it, even if you got to throw it in the back of the truck. So, we just talked for fifty five minutes about our freaking camping setup, and I, I for the first twenty five minutes we didn't even talk about camping. We're talking about sleeping in the truck. That is that's that's borderline not even camping. But hope you guys learned something, and if you didn't learn something. You're at least entertained by some of our struggles and, and pain that we've experienced. Trial and error, baby. That's the way we right. roll. That's right. More failures to come. Here. Stay tuned. If you see us in sleeping in the back of the truck, don't knock on the window. We're trying to get some sleep. <laughs> but if you do see us uh, and you'll recognize us by like 300 inches of bone hanging out of the back, then uh, come say hi. Okay, before we go, there's one thing I had to say. What? Everybody made fun of us on public for sleeping in the truck. Everybody made fun of us that we, people that we knew, people that we didn't know. And like, they were like, oh my God, you guys come down here and you sleep in the truck. You guys sleep in the freaking truck. And we're like, yeah, why why not? We're 23 years old. We're like, why wouldn't you sleep in the truck? Save money, live better. You know, like Walmart's slogan. Well, on November 3rd of We weren't sleeping in the truck. We were sleeping. There was three people in a two man tent. That's yeah. that's when we had the mesh top and we were freezing, having the propane on high and all that stuff. 
we were struggling with our camping setup. But we look like goofballs because the day we were already tagged out, a whole convoy of people came setting up their wall. And I'm not saying we're better or anything like that, but I guess the people that we usually see there brought bunch of people, a lot of people, at least two more wall tents, yep. and they had everything set up like 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 they were building a village. And yeah. then we're there with two trucks and a three man tent. And yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So Jake and I on November first, or sorry, November second and November third, we I he Jake shot his buck and I shot my buck on public, and everyone was starting to show up at, as we had just shot these bucks. Between the two bucks, we had two hundred and ninety three inches of bone in the back of the truck, and we're sleeping three deep in a baby little tent, a mesh top tent. We're living out of our trucks. So I say that to say, you don't need a good camp. You don't need a bunch of good camping equipment. If you want to kill deer, just go and get it done. And you might, the thing is, you might be sitting there laughing about the, the idiot that's sleeping in his truck or the that's guy that's be sleeping about. in his hammock. You better be worried about that fella because he probably is a slayer. That's all i got to say. Not all that the time one. because Coop lives luxurious and, and slays. And, and, and slays. He has the best of both worlds. Yeah, so I just I thought that was a funny story. That's hilarious. We, we say all this about our camping setup. It doesn't have to be perfect to kill deer, and it's just uh, another comfort of home, extension of home, to make it more enjoyable while you're out there. What's our motto? Hey, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to work. Mmm. Mmm. Mic drop. That's right. Mic drop. Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. As always, leave us a podcast review on Spotify or Apple. Go check out huntersadvantagemerch.com if you want to buy a hat. We will have shirts up on the website very shortly once I get around to taking the pictures and getting them uploaded. And uh, go check us out on YouTube. A couple more more videos uploaded in the last week. Also, be on the lookout for our Q&A TikToks where we post a video and in the comments you all leave any questions slash topics you want answered. And right. this is super important for the hopefully the next one because – I think it'd be really cool. Like I said before, you, Peyton, and I just do however long podcast with nothing but Q&A questions. Yep. So we're trying to build a community. Get engaged with us. Send us a message on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, whatever you want to do. Email us. We don't care. We love to talk about hunting. It's all, it's all I think about. All most of us think about all day anyways. So you might as well send us a message and let's get a conversation started about hunting. So let's do it, boys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Jesus loves you. Bye. You are now listening to the Hunter's Advantage podcast. We preserve the history and sport of hunting through curious conversation and action-packed hunts, as well as offering you tips and strategy for more successful hunts.